it's Jen. On episode seven, The Emotional Comfort Zone, when we were talking about the types of difficult conversations that we should be having with our teens, I mentioned talking about body image. I moved on from it pretty quickly for a couple of reasons, I guess. First, I think of it as a super important topic to talk about with our kids, but in comparison to talking about things like fentanyl or birth control, I wouldn't qualify it as being difficult per se. And second, as women, this is something that we have certainly dealt with in some capacity over our entire lives. So I guess it just seems to me like a girl, I have got this kind of topic. Well, read that. I want to go back to body image. Body image is the way that someone perceives their body and then assumes that others perceive it in the same way. Now, all of us have our body image affected by what we see in the media, what we see from our family, our friends, social pressures, the things that we're told, the things that we hear over the course of our entire lives. It starts out when we're really very young. So even when we're little kids and we're watching someone on TV or playing with a Barbie doll or an action figure, or you're putting on a costume, like think about a leotard for a dance recital or a superhero costume with built-in abs for Halloween, these things start to show us what we think is the right way to look. And so because of that, especially then as kids reach their teen years, if their body image is not what they think it should be, it can oftentimes develop into more troublesome behaviors like eating disorders or compulsive exercising, things like that. In fact, over a third, you know, there's really, there's a variety of studies out there, but all of them kind of really go down to about a third of teenagers worry about their body image daily. They've restricted their eating at various points because of their body image. They've felt ashamed about their body at various points in time. And according to the National Association of Anorexia Nervosa and Eating Disorders, 95% of people with eating disorders are between 12 and 25 years old. So that's important for us, right? That's our target demo for raising individuals right now, right? So it's super important for us to realize how prevalent this is. Now, keep in mind that our body image can become a problem when we are trying to aim for an unrealistic body type. Now, that's a broader characteristic than I think we may automatically go to in our mind, or maybe that's just me. In our mind, I think many of us think we want to get skinny. And having grown up the way that we did in the 90s and early 2000s, that was totally it. Well, it's a little bit different now because it's not just the Kate Moss, supermodel, skinny, heroine chic kind of shape that they're going for. When what they're seeing now in the media today, things like we can think Kardashian-esque unattainable shape or size. But also, you know, we need to keep in mind that about 25% of eating disorders in teens are boys. So we cannot sleep on our boys and their body image. 
as a mom of two teenage boys and one girl, I think that I tend to fall victim to neglecting this as well. I mean, I will be totally honest and say that I have dealt with body image issues for pretty much the entirety of my life. Honestly, I can remember back, I was probably around 10 when I started restricting what I ate due to the fact that I was seeing my body in a particular way and comparing it to others. I mean, mind you, I was maybe chubby-ish as a little kid. I wasn't nearly as chubby as I think. And then when I got into more of like a sixth, seventh, preteen kind of thing. I know that I was thinking of myself as fat at that point. And when I look back at pictures of me at that time, I was not fat at all. Yes, when I was like eight or nine, sure, I was chubby-ish. But then I would probably describe myself in middle school as like tall and lanky if I look at myself in pictures back then. Yet I distinctly know that I thought I was fat. Same thing moving into high school. I definitely thought that I was fat through the entirety of that time. And looking back, I never was. But in my head, I definitely was. And so that's when you get into this idea of perception and how you perceive your body size as opposed to actually in reality and how you actually look. But I can say that I did not have a healthy relationship with food until I was probably, honestly, late 30s. I mean, it's only been the last number of years that I feel like I can say I've had a very healthy relationship with food. And it's really just because I've managed to find what works for me and I've managed to find some type of balance. And with my exercise, I still, I work out every day, but I don't work out to be thin anymore. I don't work out to be skinny. I still work out to look a particular way and feel a particular way. And it's probably more focused on that, trying to feel strong than say, look skinny, but I still want to feel like I look in a range of how I'd like to look. So I guess it's just a little bit more targeted now than it was in the past. And so because of this, I have been very aware of how I convey body image talk with my daughter, just because I know for sure, 100%, I don't want to create that same type of relationship with her and her body that I had with food and with my body. And so I think I've been super cognizant of it. And I've always had my spidey senses out there that about how she was thinking and acting and behaving and eating and just kind of making sure that I saw it as all being healthy. But I can honestly say that I have never given an ounce of thought to worrying about the body image of my boys. But really, we can't sleep on this. And I think it's just recently that I've started to look at it because I have both ends of the spectrum with my two boys. And so we need to look at it, especially, you know, when boys are athletes. I mean, you know, the same thing with girls when girls are athletes, but boys who are athletes because they are really so focused on their size. Some of them, like swimmers and wrestlers, are oftentimes focused on size for just cutting and cutting and cutting weight. But then other sports like football and lacrosse are really focused on bulking and bulking for the sport. So I have both sides of the spectrum in my house because my oldest, he plays football, but he just can't gain weight. 
he tries, he tries to gain weight very hard and, but he struggles with it and he's into lifting and building muscle, but the pounds, he just cannot put them on. And so every day I make him a protein shake that the goal of it is to fit as many calories as humanly possible into that one shake. And so now I've got it up to like maybe about 1600 calories that I can fit into a drinkable shape. I mean, I can fit more, but then it's like pudding. Now for me, that is like totally contrary to everything that I have ever done in my entire life. It's the opposite of the goal that I have always had. And so it is so strange to me to be like trying to put calories into something and trying to add weight and pounds. So, but he's focused on weight and gaining weight. And I guess that that's not when I think about it, is it all that different to how I was always focused on trying to lose weight? And then I have the other end of the spectrum where I have my middle who, similar to me, he was more of a chubby-ish little kid. Um, You know, he had his cute little chubby cheeks and he was never a tiny, skinny, scrawny child like um, my oldest was. And when I said from the time that he was born that he was built like a linebacker, you know, that's just how he's built. And so he's always been bigger than my oldest, despite being, you know, slightly less than two years younger than him. Funnily enough, I was right. He actually did turn out to be a defensive lineman. So I was close. And so for him, he is super into bulking and bulking and building weight and building muscle and at the same time worrying about cutting fat. So he's into the idea of taking supplements and creatine. And there's a lot of focus with my boys on what they look like and these body types. And, you know, considering that my middle is 14, some of that is unrealistic uh, athletes are not both boys and girls in their teen years are very focused on their bodies and often their body images are off and unhealthy. So there needs to be with our boys just as much with our girls, a focus on the topic of body image and what is realistic and what is healthy and their approaches to their bodies and to their food and exercise and their relationships with both. This is an optimal time for these issues to develop because teens' minds and bodies are developing so very fast and they're undergoing so many changes. And it's just a time that they are really trying to sync up, first of all, what this new body is that they all of a sudden have and how they feel about it. And everybody is developing at different times. And, you know, especially with girls where some are developing faster than others. And so they're feeling fat. And it's like, well, no, girl, you've just gotten your big girl body um, kind of thing. Whereas boys, then it's like some of them are still so teeny tiny and others have really grown and started to look like man children type thing. And so there's such a vast difference in size and shape of teens that it's totally understandable why they would be seeing and having such discrepancies and comparing themselves to others. And it's that comparison that causes a lot of it. And also, you know, 
it, there's so much pressure. That age group, it's just so much pressure to what others think of you. And everyone looks at you. You know, it's funny. I was at mass today with my my youngest. Um, she still has weekly mass at school. And so I was there and I was looking around at the middle schoolers. And I couldn't help but notice that, first of all, that discrepancy in size, you know, you have some of them who like are literally a full head taller than the rest of the class or others who are, you know, a full head shorter than the majority of class and all different shapes and sizes that look like they could be from all different grades Um, in the elementary school that's up in, you know, sitting with the middle schoolers, but it's not, they're actually middle schoolers or like, oh, who are these adults? It's like, no, they're not adults. They're just giant middle schoolers. And so there's such a discrepancy, first of all. And then also like even going up to communion, I feel super self-conscious because you do feel the glaring eyes of like the super judgy teens watching you walk up. And so, I mean, I'm finding myself walking up thinking, oh gosh, I hope I'm like looking right in the back and I hope my clothes aren't crooked and I hope my hair doesn't look bad. And, I hope, and it's like, oh my gosh, there, you know, I, I'm an adult, like I'm a self-confident adult, like you cannot be thinking, but they're so judgy, these teens. And so you can't help it. If that's how it makes a 46 year old feel, you know, think about how that makes a 13 year old feel. So looking at themselves in comparison to their peers for one, but then additionally, you have to take into consideration the rise in social media too. That has really created a bigger issue with body image and this perception because social media personalities that they're following on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter, you know, they're called influencers. So that's what they're trying to do. And it's that influence of these other people that can possibly make our children feel so inferior. And so we can really try as parents to combat some of this a little bit by trying to instill a degree of media literacy in them and especially the younger ones because they haven't really grasped the media literacy component of it yet that this is not reality. You know, what you see in the media and what you're seeing on social media, it's not reality. You're seeing a teeny tiny snippet of these people's lives and of these people's bodies that are curated and filtered and taken at particular angles and have particular lighting. And so the media literacy component and understanding the fact that this is not reality is super important to be conveying to our kids interpersonally. We can also get into this comparison game with friends. And so keeping an eye on their friends and the relationships with their friends and how they seem to be comparing themselves to others. And then also as parents, parents and food and dieting can be a huge factor, especially if there's a hyper focus on eating in the home, um, cutting out gluten, dairy-free, sugar-free, being keto, any of the diets that parents may be doing, especially post-pandemic weight gain kind of thing, or workout and exercising, that can all be hugely influential. And so we want to instill good dietary habits in our children. We want to instill good exercise habits in our children, but we also have to be cognizant of how we're doing that. I mean, because when I say I was 10, when this 
all began. I don't think that that was a coincidence because I do remember my mom going on a huge diet right before she turned 40. And she told everyone it was because she couldn't be fat and 40. Um, Apparently 40 was super old. Um, I don't think it is. And I can remember that. And which means that I was probably just about like nine or 10 at the time. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that that's when my issues with weight and my perception of being skinny and restricting what I ate came. So interpersonally, as parents, the way that we look at our bodies and the way we communicate about our bodies and the relationships that we have with food and exercise can be very important. We do need to keep in mind that not only is this a conversation that is worth having, just because it is not as difficult as the other conversations we need to be having, doesn't mean that we don't need to put just as much effort into it as in the others. And so that's why, read that, you need to be talking to both your boys and your girls about body image issues.